Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of a playoff football Friday, live right here on the early line on Sports Grid. He is Donnie Wright Side. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here to end out your week to set up the opening weekend of the NFL postseason. It is Super Wild Card Weekend. Two games kick us off tomorrow on a Saturday doubleheader, a triple header on Sunday. That's three games and a Monday night football finale, six playoff matchups in this opening postseason weekend spread out over three days we will continue to preview each and every game here over the next two hours up until 11 a.m eastern time Yes, and we are looking forward to this as we had a spirited conversation there about Kansas City and Miami and those weather conditions here. We have more weather yeah. conditions to ponder with that Buffalo Bills game and the Pittsburgh Steelers game coming up shortly here. Yeah. So some good fun this weekend. We are setting the table for a monster weekend, no doubt about it. Two of the five games that we will see on Saturday and Sunday will be heavily impacted by the weather forecast. It's going to be frigidly cold tomorrow night in Kansas City. I don't just mean brisk or brick out there, as the kids might say. I mean real feels with wind chills in the negative 20s and maybe even colder by the time we get to kick at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night inside Arrowhead. Between the Chiefs and the Dolphins, the total is dropping. The over-under is just 40 four points Kansas City favored by four and a half the first game up on a Saturday is in Houston it's the Texans and the Browns Houston booked as a two and a half point home underdog the over under 44 and a half a preview of the three games on Sunday coming your way in just a moment first we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here to hour number two of a football Friday you're listening on Sirius XM channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well he is the Donnie, I am Ben. This is the early line. Before we continue to preview the matchups, it's an interesting time around the NFL. Not just injuries and news and notes and breakdowns of playoff games, but 14 teams now into the postseason. That means the 18 others in the NFL are already looking forward to 2024. And what a wild week it has been in the coaching carousel around the National Football League. Of course, it was expected, but it was still surprising. Yesterday morning, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots announcing a mutual parting of ways after 24 years together. So who would be the successor in Foxborough? That has been named as of this Friday morning. Gerard Mayo 
is the new head coach of the New England Patriots. He played for the Pats from 2008 to 2015. He won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. He was the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year back in 2008, a two-time Pro Bowler who played and worked under Bill Belichick. He's been the linebacker's coach for New England since 2019. Now he gets his shot as the head man in Foxborough. Yeah, and rightfully so. If anybody was following along with the Patriots franchise over the past couple of years, you knew this was going to happen. When Bill Belichick was hanging it up, Gerard Mayo was going to be that next guy. It was one of those decisions where Robert Kraft made. It's like, you know what? I'm going to pay him more money and make sure that he understands when Bill Belichick hangs it up, which probably is going to be sooner than later due to his age, you will be the front man. And he finally gets his chance here, as we all anticipated, and rightfully so. And if you're going to trust Robert Kraft's intuition on head coaches, yeah, he made that trade decades ago here just to bring in Bill Belichick from the New York Jets and look how that worked out. So a judge of character Robert Kraft? Absolutely. Think of the players that have come through New England have glowing responses here. Not like, ah, you know, it's underhanded a little bit. Robert Kraft has always been the forefront of one of those teams that you would like. An owner that goes, you know what? I'm going to give you the chance to win and I'll back you up. And how many times did Bill Belichick go through those cheating scandals, got you know banged for 500000 a million dollar fine, and he goes, you know what? Don't worry, next contract, they'll give you that extra million to cover it up. He always has, A, his players back, and also his coaches back. Gerard Mayo's in a perfect spot here for him to succeed. But I stress this again. Don't you dare grade this guy for two years here. You're talking about a regime change, something we haven't seen for close to 25 years, and the least amount of talent that we've seen with the Patriots in 25 years. This might take a year or two just to turn those gears, because also remind you of this. Bill Belichick, rightfully so, was a great head coach. He also came through the AFC East when no other organization could even get their foot in the door on knowing what they were doing. Firing coaches, horrendous salary cap management here. Now he's looking at who? The Miami Dolphins going in the right direction. The Buffalo Bills, the same thing. And Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Jets. So if he wins six games next year, oh man, what a bust. No, your head coach Bill Belichick didn't even win six games last year. Give him some time, people. It'll work. A four-win season for Bill Belichick to end out his 24-year tenure in New England. That was the least amount of wins for a Bill Belichick-led NFL team in any of his 29 years as a head coach. The 24 in Foxborough, the five previous in Cleveland. Gerard Mayo has been there. He knows the Patriots' way, but it's time now for an upgrade to how the Patriots run this organization. And good for the Kraft family to name this head coach Right away, the succession plan was given to the NFL League office many years ago. It's why the hiring process could be expedited for the Patriots. But it's not just a head coach to replace Bill Belichick. You also need a general manager, a decision maker in the front office now who will be tasked with reinventing a roster that, as Donnie mentioned, was poorly managed by Bill Belichick the last three to four years after Tom Brady left New England to join Tampa Bay in 2020. All right, now to the news of this weekend entering the postseason. Monday night football finale, the five seed in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, top wildcard team on the road as a three-point favorite in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers champions of the NFC South for a third consecutive season. But in week number 18, much to Donnie's chagrin, Nick Sirianni played the starters for Philadelphia in a rather meaningless game. And in that opening half, Jalen Hurts on a throw had the middle finger on his right throwing hand bend away a finger should not. Donnie, Jalen Hurts telling the media earlier this week he hasn't tried to throw since the injury against the Giants to end out the regular season. 
Now, look, this is gamesmanship here, Ben, because hear me out. Is it ever, It's never a good situation when you're banged up, injured, or anything with a quarterback on his throwing hand, but hear me out. Here's where the gamesmanship comes in. He showed up to the press conference yesterday with his hand in his pocket, so you couldn't look at maybe the splint that was on his finger. If there was really an issue with that, he probably be like, you know what, probably not going to play anyway at this point. But you want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, including Todd Bowles, your head coach, slash defensive coordinator, to think that maybe you can't throw the football. The reason I bring this up, about a decade ago, Ben Roethlisberger went into Denver where he didn't throw all week didn't even come out for pregame warm-ups the very first play on cork like a 60-yard pass downfield i don't buy into that all that much it's not a good thing yeah. don't get me wrong i don't think it's a positive that you banged it up but i'm not reading too much into that finger injury here because he practiced yesterday in limited capacity i think it'll be okay for that game monday night but that gamesmanship always makes me laugh a little bit on yeah. making the other team think you're more injured than usual no passing yards props out for Jalen Hurts just for Baker Mayfield, 236 and a half. We will preview Monday night's game on Monday. Cornerback concerns for two teams that will play this weekend. Denzel Ward got injured at practice yesterday. He's questionable for Saturday. That's tomorrow against the Texans for the Browns. Jair Alexander also a little banged up for the Packers. A preview of that game in Dallas next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We are live right here on a playoff football Friday on the early line. Five games this weekend. Two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and of course a game on Monday. That's six in total playoff matchups for this opening round of the NFL postseason, otherwise known as Super Wild Card Weekend. We have talked about both of the games on Saturday in Houston and in Kansas City. Now time to the second game on Sunday, the second of the three sandwiched in the middle of the triple header a storied playoff rivalry in history between two of the iconic brands in the sport and in the nfc it's the packers and the cowboys in dallas sunday at the star a full touchdown spread in favor of the cowboys the second highest total of super wild card weekend but still north of 50 at 50 and a hook a full touchdown spread in favor of dallas the Cowboys perfect undefeated at home this year, Donnie, dating back to last season, a 16-game home winning streak at Jerry World in Dallas, Texas. What do you expect on Sunday against Green Bay? 
Interesting numbers here, right? FanDuel Sportsbook opens up at seven, quickly moves to seven and a half. And now as we see on a football Friday right here on the grid, it's back to seven here. And I do agree with that because early in the week, I was saying, yeah, I like the Packers by seven and a half. Why? Because it's more than a touchdown here because I think the Packers can stay with inside that number. But if you're a Dallas backer, you like that. Hey, you win by a touchdown. You actually can push this game as opposed to losing it. 15 and a half, I think it makes a lot of sense. Two offenses moving in the right direction, which includes Jordan Love, who's been really good here and maybe unheralded really good, Ben. My first problem that I fired on this week, and I should have said my second prop with a quarterback this week, was on Jordan Love at the FanDuel Sportsbook, over one and a half touchdown mm. passes at a minus 125 price. Did you know, Ben, he's done an eight of his past nine games here with at least two touchdown passes? And if again, I always like to take a look at this angle. If you think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win, which again, I think they are going to. You already laid it out there, Ben. This is a really good football team at home that plays like an offensive juggernaut. A lot of those feels of like the Detroit Lions, right? Hey, Detroit at home, a little bit different than what they are on the road. That's the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys and quite frankly the same team from a dome team when they go outdoors this game again will be at home in a dome I think Dallas is going to be able to yep. move the football but getting back to the point of why I like Jordan Love well let's just say Ben this is 28 to 14 hanging into the fourth quarter and Jordan Love only has one touchdown pass what do you think they're going to do for the remaining parts of that game they're going to throw 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 and throw again I think Love does have some success I think Dallas will win this football game but as I said earlier I like this game much, yeah. much more at seven and a half, getting that hook for that backdoor cover than I do at seven. I think the Dallas Cowboys would be strong in this environment. I don't think they'll choke. I think McCarthy has had a sensational season calling plays for the Cowboys. And Dak Prescott, who does, have a lot of pressure coming into this game because finally the Cowboys' expectations really are Super Bowl, and that's legitimate with the number two overall seed. But I think the Packers have a good performance, and that's led by Jordan Love. Again, my favorite bet in this game, over one and a half touchdown passes for Jordan Love here. The Packers as an underdog this year, six and four against the spread and a bunch of outright victories in that span as well. When you look at the total, 50 and a half is the number. Dallas has been dominant at home, 16 consecutive home victories over the span of the last two years. The only NFL team this season in 2023 that was undefeated at home booked as a favorite in all eight home games six and two against the spread they only scored 20 points in their final home game of the year but Donnie in the previous seven to start off the season they scored at least 30 in all seven home games averaging nearly 40 points per game at home in Green Bay's defense stacked up in the final two weeks holding the Vikings to only 10 the Bears just nine last week in a win and in regular season finale that's 19 points in total over the last two weeks but Green Bay in the seven weeks prior the defense under Joe Barry was struggling mightily they allowed at least 19 points in all seven of those games Green Bay also scored 19 points in all seven of those games a ton of overs in that stretch as well I do see some points tomorrow afternoon on a Sunday at the star in Dallas Green Bay actually the fourth highest scoring offense the last three weeks of this NFL campaign nearly 28 points per game that's why the total stands at 50 and a half but these two teams maybe these individuals don't know each other all that well but the idea of the franchises being very accustomed to playing each other in the playoffs a long history for two of the most storied franchises in this sport it dates all the way back to 1966 before the Super Bowl era AFC versus NFC it was the NFL championship same in 1967 that ice bowl we talked about as well the most recent playoff matchup between Dallas 
and Green Bay. 2016 under Aaron Rodgers. The Packers win at the buzzer. Prior to that, about a decade ago, the catch for Des Bryant. Did he or did he not? So two teams and two franchises and two brands around the National Football League that know each other very well. I always like that Des game, too, because anybody who's a Cowboys fan said yes. Anybody who had a brain said no, because it was exactly what the <laughs> rules did not allow. So Des did not catch it, no matter how much people want to say Des caught that football. But let's also take a look here. Yes, it's an awesome rivalry, historic, and it should be another good game when we take a look at Sunday at 4.30 p.m. But take a look at this one, too. Anytime touchdown market at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Actually coming down a little bit, despite this game being in the 50s. CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard were around that 180 level. They're both now at minus 160, and quite frankly, I actually think they both score a touchdown but you know what i'm most intrigued with at this point here if you slide it down a two-to-one price it's christian watson he hasn't played in about a month because of a hamstring injury it seems like that's been plaguing him his entire career but he's a great red zone threat so he said well donnie what he might only play 10 plays in this game and might get injured earlier. Hear me out on this. If he is a little bit still injured or hobbled and gives it a go, where are you using him, Ben? On your own 25-yard line to run a 50-yard streak downfield? Or are you going to use him on your own 45-yard line on a long dig route over the middle? No. You're first and goal at the five-yard line. You line him up wide and you throw a fade route to him or a quick slant here. Him at a two-to-one price, yeah. if he is activated for this game after a month off, I think there could be some value there because, again, limited exposure, but they're not going to use him unless they have packages built specifically for just him, and that'll be in the red zone here. I think it's an interesting look at getting a pretty high price on an anytime touchdown scoring market. Yeah, going to be really interesting to see what the props look like for Green Bay. Two receiving yards props out right now only for the pack. 48 and a half for the rookie out of Michigan State, Jaden Reed and Aaron Jones, who has come on here since he returned from injury. 20 yeah. and a half receiving yards, his prop. And Donnie, you brought up Jordan Love to start off this breakdown. He has been sensational when it mattered most yeah. for Green Bay all year long, but certainly in this second half of the NFL regular season. 242 and a half is the passing yards prop for Jordan Love. He went over that number in seven of the last nine games for Green Bay. In that nine-game span, you mentioned eight of them. He has thrown for multiple touchdowns, 20 total touchdown tosses to only three interceptions. He has not thrown a pick in seven of the final nine games for Green Bay. On the other side, it's Dak Prescott, who for a good majority of this year was an MVP favorite and certainly in the conversation to win that MVP award. Dak has also consistently gone over 275 and a half. And CeeDee Lamb, speaking of receiving yards props, has gone berserk as of late. 100 in a hook is his number for Sunday at the Star. And by the way, Ben, don't for, don't look now. Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs over the past five years in the NFL. Sort of getting blindsided by injuries. Is he worth the money? Is he soft come playoff time? Take a look at him now that he's the A1 back in the backfield and you have some A.J. Dillon issues here with his thumb. Last three games, Ben? 21 carries for a buck 120 for 127. You take a look then against Minnesota, 20 carries for a buck 120. You take a look there, Chicago, 20 for one, or excuse me, 22 for 111. This guy can yeah. on turf, explosive out of the backfield. Watch out for those Green Bay Packers. This is probably one of those seeds like, hey, we're getting the seventh seed. This should be an easy victory. Not the case here in Dallas. There are some guys more than likely for me that will be bet from a prop perspective from the Packers side as opposed to Dallas yeah. side for me. And Aaron Jones just might be one of those guys here, Ben.
And I really expect to see some offense in this game. 50 and a half is the expectation. I think we flirt with that total, and I would lean over. C.D. Lamb is the premium of the market, minus 160 to score, 12 receiving touchdowns. But Brandon Cooks has eight. He has scored in each of the last three games for the Cowboys, plus 220. His anytime TD prop. Sunday night football in the Motor City. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're live right here on a football Friday on the early line. We just spent the previous 10 minutes breaking down a game in Dallas between the Packers and the Cowboys. Two, two storied franchises in the history of the National Football League with a long history seeing each other in the playoffs when games matter the most, dating back to 1966. But those are two storied franchises that have a long history. In our next game up, Sunday night football in Detroit, it's actually two franchises with individuals currently on the roster that know each other very, very well. Storylines abound for Sunday night football. We start with the numbers. The Detroit Lions, a home favorite, laying three points against the LA Rams with an over-under of 51.5, the highest total of the weekend. Those are the numbers here are the storylines. Let's start with the Lions franchise first and foremost, winning their first divisional championship since the 1993 NFL season. So this game, Donnie, will be the first playoff game the Lions have hosted since January 1994, looking for their first playoff victory since January of 1992. That was the 1991 NFL season, 30 two years ago the atmosphere in the motor city is going to be bonkers as they welcome back storyline number two matthew stafford who spent the first 12 years of his nfl career as the quarterback of the lions after being drafted first overall in 2009 oh the guy on the other side is jared goff who played in a super bowl under his former head coach sean McVay, who remains in la whatever storyline you like the most it is there for you Sunday night football, 
This is what it's all about between the Lions and the Rams. Yeah, that last win at the Pontiac Silverdome back in 91, I believe, was against the Dallas Cowboys, who they had smashed. That was that Jimmy Johnson team that finally started to get their yep. footing here, making the playoffs in the next year. The Dallas Cowboys actually won the Super Bowl. So it's been a long time since Dallas, or excuse me, have the Detroit Lions experienced a victory in the playoffs. Maybe they'll get one here on Sunday night. It's going to be a great game all the way through. But this is one of those where when I saw the lines opened up, forget about any back talk here, who's coming back, who took a rest, who took a bye. I'm like, boy, that looks like a little bit of a disrespectful line, to be honest, with the Detroit Lions and how well they play at home. Only a field goal. They're the home team here. They're the higher seed. What actually gives? But then again, you weigh into it some options. How well the Rams have played down the stretch. Matthew Stafford looking every bit as good as his younger years in Detroit. And now you have a formidable two-wide receiving duo here in yeah. Los Angeles with Puka Nakua and also Cooper Cup and maybe Puka Nakua taking over as the lead dog, which sounds wild, but he's been that good this season. And Kyron Williams shot out of a cannon this year, particularly late in the season, coming off of an injury. You have everything you need to succeed and win. And also, the Rams are a dome team. Where are they playing, Ben? On the East Coast? Or should we say the Rust Belt region up there? Yeah, it's not outdoors. It's going to be in a dome. We should get a pretty good track meet at this point. Yeah, it's not Nebraska. It's not the Midwest. We're going Rust Belt here just to be safe. Nobody can argue with that at this point here. Yeah. But also, looking at both of these teams, Teams lining up is it going to be that bye week Ben that gives the Rams the favorite edge here because I love Sean McVay second best coach in the NFL calling plays only behind Kyle Shanahan for me you know what he was doing last week he wasn't game prepping for the San Francisco 49ers he already had his eyes on what he thought the outcomes would be for the following week which means he was going after yeah. the Detroit secondary my very first wager whether it's a player or a side this weekend, was on Matthew Stafford at the FanDuel Sportsbook to throw over one-and-a-half touchdown passes at a minus-112 price. It's now up to minus-138, and I still love it here. Stafford is going to be on fire in the Dome. This game will get a yeah. lot of points here. I don't know if I can call the upset, though, here with the Rams because, as I ah. said, Detroit is very good, but if there's a team ready to pull the upset, it should be the Rams. Rested versus a team that played this week and had a key injury at tight end. Could the Rams steal? Yeah. Nothing more Matthew Stafford like than coming home here as the conquering here for the opposing team. Six playoff matchups, of course, to start off this postseason on Super Wild Card Weekend. Half of them, that's three playoff games with a spread at three points or less. The first game up a two-and-a-half-point number in favor of Cleveland in Houston. This one, a three-point spread in favor of Detroit. Monday night, a three-point number in favor of Philly on the road in Tampa. So, of course, those are going to be the spots where you look most for an outright upset. The Lions are a good football team, though. And as a favorite this year, 10-4 and four against the spread. The Lions, who were an underdog in 28 of 34 games in Dan Campbell's first year, this year booked as a favorite in 14 of 17. It is a sign of the times. Detroit also over in seven of their final nine games. The defense has had numerous issues under Aaron Glenn in the second half of this NFL season. It's why you see a large prop for Matthew Stafford, 272 and a half. It's why you see the highest total of the this weekend at 51 and a hook. Now the Rams as an underdog, four, three, and one against the spread. The Rams have the pedigree, a Super Bowl champion just two NFL seasons ago with Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald still in the mix. But this Rams team 
ended this year with a win total of five and a half entering 2023. The market had worked against them from where I bet the over at six and a half, and I thought I had screwed the pooch before this season even began. Well, it turned out they went over the Rams finishing with 10 wins. But as an underdog, 4-3-1 and one against the spread, their only two outright victories as a dog was week number one, against the Seattle Seahawks on the road to the Pacific Northwest in week number 18, but it wasn't Matthew Stafford getting the start. It was Carson Wentz upsetting outright the San Francisco 49ers and Sam Darnold last week in Santa Clara. That clinched the number six seed in this reunion of sorts on Sunday night football in Detroit. You mentioned the two wide receivers that lead the way for L.A., Puka Nakua, and Cooper, Cooper Cup. Nakua last week had what he needed to to set the rookie wide receiver record for the most receiving yards a rookie has ever had, breaking a long-standing record that Bill Groman set back in 1960. He has a higher prop than Cooper Cup at 76 and a half. Cup at 68 and a hook. But I love all of the Cooper Cup numbers this weekend. Maybe even an alt line at 100 plus because when Cooper Cup goes over this number which he has done only four times this year he has had at least 111 yards and Donnie if you look at Detroit secondary the last few weeks Justin Jefferson last week 192 in week 16 the Vikings against the Lions 141 for Jay Jet and in week 17 CeeDee Lamb went off for 227 one of these guys if not both Nakua or Cup is going to feast on Sunday night yeah, I do believe that as well. And that's why I love Matthew Stafford. I think the way they're going to win this football game is in the air. And we even saying that with a running back with a prop around, what, 85 or so yards here for Kyron Williams. So we're expecting big things from that Rams offense. And we should be expecting big things. As you pointed out, the MO of Detroit is, all right, they're going to get a pretty good pass rush on you. But that secondary is really susceptible. And also, we are in the playoffs. Look at the temperatures we're dealing with the outdoor games. This might change completely in your thought process of who could win because it might be more of a ground attack. We're sitting in a dome in Detroit. Perfect conditions here for two teams that are used to playing in a dome. I don't see why any one of these teams would actually be slowing it down throughout the game. That's not the MO of Detroit Lions under Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, who will again in a few weeks probably be a head coach somewhere else. He's going to put this game also up in the air with Jared Goff and also the motivation from both of those quarterbacks. Jared Goff, I'll show you. You got rid of me as basically a throw-in football player so you could get Matthew Stafford. How about I knock off you and Matthew Stafford in a playoff game to sort of get that revenge? And Matthew Stafford, you know he's going to walk back into Ford Field like, man, I spent dec- a decade of my life playing in the city. I know the fans love me, but they certainly don't love me today. What a better way to leave a right. lasting impact than, yeah, not rolling over in this game, letting Detroit get a win here that they haven't had in so long in the playoffs here. But for me, ending it, but hey, you know what? Love you, fans, but I got to come out here and cut your heart out because I want to move on and win my second Super Bowl. So, so many sidelines here, but back to your original point, looking at those two wide receivers, yeah, Cup and Nakua, they're going to eat this, in this game, no doubt about it. 30 passing touchdowns for Jared Goff this year, but only multiple passing touchdowns in two of the final five weeks. He did have five in one of those weeks, the huge victory against the Denver Broncos the weekend before Christmas. However, I think when you look at Jared Goff, 258 and a half, the passing yards prop, if you think Detroit is going to win this game, he probably goes over that number and keep an eye, of course, on Amon Ra St. Brown. Goff over that number of 258 and a half in three of the final four for the Lions the one time he went under he finished with 257 no prop out 
yet for the rookie tight end in Sam Laporta, who played last week for Detroit, got injured in the opening half. It looked rather significant. He was back at practice yesterday. He's working through things with a knee brace. He said himself he is optimistic that he will play on Sunday night against Los Angeles. Of course, it's been a split running back room for Detroit all year. The rookie Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery in his first year with the Lions. Kyron Williams, 82 and a half, a number that he went mm. over in seven of the final eight games for L.A. this year. We talked offense, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. Kyron Williams has also been that driving force for the resurgence for the Rams in the second half of this year, Donnie, that led to a playoff berth. Yeah, maybe this is one of those games where, look, I love David Montgomery. He is sensational. He's lived up to every expectation you wanted here with him coming to Detroit. But sometimes it's time to let that rookie rumble out here. Because if you want to win a Super Bowl, I understand you want to balance back to keep everybody healthy. But there comes a time where we don't have to rest you anymore because it's the playoffs. I look for a big game out of Jameer Gibbs, or should I say at least a big usage rate, Ben, out of Jameer in this game. Jameer Gibbs a better touchdown price minus 145 than that Should of be. David Montgomery yeah. at minus 115. The story early in the year was David Montgomery getting the goal line carries and Jameer Gibbs yep. on the sideline. Kyron Williams also a minus 145 number. Five touchdowns in the last three games he played for the Rams. Sports Grid's NFL insider Adam Kaplan next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're live right here on this football Friday on the early line on Sports Grid. Not just a preview of Super Wild Card Weekend, but needing to be in the know that everything that is happening around the National Football League. It's Ben, it's Donnie, and now joining us, the man in the middle is Sports Grid's NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Cap, thank you so much for taking the time on this Friday morning to join us here on the early line. Looking forward to the opening weekend of the postseason in the NFL. Yeah, can't wait, guys. I mean, Donnie and I were talking off the air. The the weather is just ridiculous in some of these games. Mm. We've got revenge games. We've got a quarterback quarterback who traded for each other in Detroit, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I love the cold weather in Kansas City. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. And we're we're going to find out if Tua could throw in the cold weather. He hasn't done well in the cold weather before. And really, all but one game, I think the Pittsburgh game is the one would worry me about it being close. But the other ones have a chance to be very close. We could see some upsets.
Yeah, and should be some pretty gnarly winds and weather in western New York on Sunday afternoon as well. Intriguing storylines for all 12 playoff teams in action this weekend. The 14 remaining in the postseason, but cap for the 18 other of the 32 NFL organizations. It's already the offseason and looking forward to 2024. And the big news on this Friday morning, the New England Patriots have named their next head coach. Filling in the lofty shoes of Bill Belichick will be a guy that worked under Belichick Belichick and played for Bill Belichick, the former linebackers coach in New England, a former all-pro linebacker for the Patriots as well. Now the new head man in Foxborough, it is Gerard Mayo. It seemed a rather expedited process. Kaplan, after yesterday, we learned Bill Belichick was porting ways with New England to about 24 hours later, hire Gerard Mayo. What went into the succession plan for New England to quickly name Gerard Mayo the next head coach? Yeah, so what happened, Ben, uh, I'm going to say last January, there were teams interested interested in him potentially interviewing for head coaching jobs, and the Patriots knew this. So you just talked about the secession plan, uh, plan here for Belichick. So they did a smart thing. Bob Kraft was the one, uh, the owner, obviously, who put this together. He said, hey, look, I'm just paraphrasing, but I know I'm aware from a source close to the situation how it went. They love Mayo, and not, you said he was a linebacker's coach. He actually, yes, and technically he was, but he got way more responsibility. I'm told he got a bump in pay to stay, and he was going to be the guy that would eventually replace Belichick. Now, I want to clear something up. People are running with this situation like, okay, Bob Kraft knew last spring that Belichick would be out. He didn't know that. He didn't know eventually he wanted Gerard Mayo to replace Belichick whenever he left or retired. In this case... They parted ways, as you said, and was clearly the case. But Bob Kraft, as I understand, was heavily involved in the decision to hire an offense coordinator. Kraft went on record, Ben, last spring and said they put Matt Patricia in a tough spot doing the play calling last year. That was a disaster. He wanted them to have an offensive coordinator. He and Belichick mutually agreed to that, that it would be, by the way, Bill O'Brien coming back. Unfortunately, it didn't work, and that that is a big reason why Belichick is no longer the head coach. Now, Moving forward, Ben, here with Mayo, they're going to run the Belichick system, the same defensive system. That's not going to change. What we don't know is what's going to happen on offense. For them to be a playoff team, to make a run again, no, they don't need Tom Brady, but they need a competent quarterback. Mac Jones was phenomenal year one under Josh McDaniels. Then McDaniels left to become the head coach, as you know, of the Raiders. It didn't work with Matt Patricia. That was a disaster. It didn't work, unfortunately, with Bill O'Brien. They just could not get Mac Jones back on track. They don't know who their future quarterback is, and they've got to solve that going forward. It is an interesting situation for sure in New England. It looks like they did have a succession plan all along. But during the rumors during the year, Adam, we spoke so many times on Pro Football Today about the New England Patriots and the possibility of maybe moving on from Belichick. I want to switch coast here at this point and go to Seattle. We weren't hearing any rumors about Pete Carroll stepping down or being fired as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And Adam, even earlier in the week, Pete Carroll came out and goes, yeah, I'm coming back next season, only for 24 hours later for him to be let go as the head coach. Were there rumblings? Did they have their eye on somebody? But when? went into that Pete Carroll decision where he would step away and move into the front office for the Seahawks. Yeah, Donnie, and there was no succession plan, though I've always felt that Dan Quinn would be that guy if if, if Pete retired, which he didn't want to do, by the way, in what you're talking about. Carroll definitely made it clear on Monday, the day after their, their final game of the regular season when they were eliminated from the playoffs, made it clear he wanted to be the head coach he expected to be, but in all his talks with Jody Allen, who's the chair of the team, a.k.a. the owner, 
he never got the indication that he wouldn't be. So at 72 years old, he's now going to be an advisor. Uh, I'd put Dan Quinn up there, Shane Walterman, uh, who's the offense coordinator of the Seahawks. Now, he can interview because they're out of the playoffs. And there are teams, as I understand, they're interested in, in talking to him. But Dan Quinn's a guy they know. They want a Super Bowl with him as a defensive coordinator. He wants to be head coach, talking to people close to him. Uh, he kind of stepped away from other opportunities. They bumped up his pay once again in Dallas. But he is the top defensive coordinator candidate. Raheem Marsh probably second. Ben Johnson is the top guy overall, by the way, of the Lions. Now, he cannot interview with anyone right now until after the divisional round. And he can't do that. The earliest he could start interviewing would be Monday the 22nd. That, and we want to clear this up. All coaches that are still in the playoffs cannot interview in person until the 22nd at the earliest. That is very, very good info. So we talked about what is next maybe for Pete Carroll and Seattle. Of course, New England has named Bill Belichick's successor in Gerard Mayo. Now let's focus on Bill Belichick. 333 combined wins. He is only 14 away from tying Don Shula for the most wins ever by a head coach in NFL history. Cap, there has been plenty of speculation about what potential landing spot around the NFL would be there for Bill Belichick. So in your estimation and according to your reporting, what do you think is next for Bill Belichick? Yeah, I, Atlanta, here are the ones. First of all, he wants to coach. There, there's no question about it. He's going to be coaching. The question is where. So look at Atlanta. Now you've got Arthur Blank. He hired Thomas Dimitrov, a protege of Belichick, to be his general manager. They got to the Super Bowl with uh, with Dimitrov and Dan Quinn and that pairing. So that's one to keep an eye on. I think when you look at the older owners, Arthur Blank, who's one of the oldest owners, I think he's in his early 80s. I don't think he's looking for a guy that, it's going to take them four or five years to a young head coach to figure it out. doesn't mean they won't talk to younger head coaches. They will. Uh, but the bottom line is, I think Belichick's one to keep an eye on there. Um, I know there have been rumors about Washington. Here's why I don't think it'll be Washington. I, I, I did put in my reporting that they are looking for a big name, but here's the thing with Belichick. The question with Belichick, Ben, is does he want personnel control? He had, he had all of it with, with mm -hmm. New England. Well, they're going to hire a, a football operations czar. The term there is sort of like the director of football operations. That guy will have significant power. It, I don't see that matching up with potentially Adam Peters or Ian Cunningham, but Adam Peters is, is a guy that a lot of people like, who turned down, by by the way, I'm told, an opportunity to be the Panthers GM a couple of years ago. He, he wound up not interviewing him because he wanted to wait. And Peters is, is John Lynch's right-hand man. I just can't see Peters going somewhere. We, we won't be able to pick his own people. And, and even, even Ian Cunningham, you want to be able to, to blaze your own path here when you're going to oversee football operations. At, at, at this point in Belichick's career, I know he sort of hinted, Ben, that he might be willing to give up some of that power. You remember his interview with mm -hmm. the, 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 the New England media there? But that, that one, to me, just doesn't make a lot of sense if, indeed, those guys come in in Washington where they want a lot of control. It's just it's not a great match. Um, but Bill wants to the coach. There's no question about it. I see him doing it again. You don't worry about defense with Bill. He did, they, their defense is really good this season. It's getting it right at the quarterback position wherever Belichick goes. It'll be interesting also where Belichick goes if he does want that full control. You remember in Philadelphia with Andy Reid, full control of the organization, left for Kansas City. In the first time this press conference, he basically said, it's nice not having to do everything myself. Tom Hecker, that longtime GM here in Philadelphia. But now, obviously, Andy Reid has full control, but it's worked out in spades with multiple Super Bowl championships. Adam, let me ask you a question here about Chicago, because if you are a sure. coach looking at a position to go to, not very many pop up where you have the number one overall pick and a ton of cap space that you can come in and maneuver. Even 
Eberflu stays in control. The Bears have always said they love that CEO aspect of a coach. But as you know, Adam, he didn't really get to be that CEO coach. There's so much turmoil on offense and defensive sides where they let coaches go. What's Eberflu's future in Chicago look like now? Yeah, so Ron Poles is the GM. He has personnel control. So Eberflus had to let go two coaches on his defensive staff, including their defensive coordinator. That's why, Donnie, he took over the defense. So in my reporting on uh, Pro Football Network, I put the my story out that it, it's really Kevin Warren, the CEO slash president, who, remember, he was commissioner of the Big Ten. The reason why, Donnie, he became and wanted to come back to the NFL, this is his third go-around. First with the Rams in the early 2000s, he worked with Dick Vermeil. Uh, then with the Vikings as their CFO, and, and uh, he ran their business side, oversaw that. Uh, Warren wanted to come back and have a heavy say in football decisions. I'm told any big football decision, whether it's quarterback, head coach, all the big ones he's going to be involved in. And a source who worked with him told me, look, eventually Kevin's going to want his guy. I did put in my story that I thought, based on what I'd heard a couple weeks ago, that Iberflus would be back. But he's strictly year to year. To be Warren's guy and, and Brian Pulse's guy, both guys came in there. They didn't hire him. It's going to be hard. He's going to have to win. And yeah, they were much better. I'm told that uh, they had Donnie, they had the players bought into him, to what they're uh, what they're being asked to do. And there's definitely buy-in with the head coach. But it's going to be hard. Now they've got two first-round picks. Obviously, the first pick overall, a lot of draft capital. They got the DJ Moore. That was a great trade for them in, in, coming over from Carolina. But they they don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They have till May second, by the way, to pick up the fifth your option on Justin Fields. Yep, that will be a huge next step for Chicago and, of course, the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. So, Cap, this weekend is Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games to start off the NFL postseason. And on Saturday and Sunday, weather going to play an integral role in Kansas City tomorrow night. Real field temperatures with a wind chill in the negative 20s by the time we get to kick between the Chiefs and the Dolphins in Arrowhead. On Sunday afternoon, heavy lake effect snow and wind expected for Buffalo between the Bills and the Steelers. Has there been any conversations, Cap, to your knowledge around the National Football League within the league office about moving the places these games are played? The only way, there are two ways that the game could be delayed or moved to a second day, and it rarely happens. The club, the traveling club, has to be able to get there. That's the first thing. The number two thing is the fans have to get there. Diane and I were talking about off the air when Eagles-Vikings game got moved a couple days to a Tuesday. It was called the Joe Webb game because they didn't think the, the, the fans could get to the game. And that does affect it. But as long as they, they, they know the fans can get the game, nothing's going to happen. And by the way, the league loves bad weather games. They just like the look of it. It's romantic. I was at that Lions-Eagles game in 2013 where, by the way, there was no snow in the forecast. The Lions were not prepared with heavy jackets. They didn't know it because it was not – the snow came out of nowhere. and It was actually a fun game to be at. But I, I look forward to seeing that. Now, I would love to see a game in warm weather. I'd like to see the Chiefs and Mahomes playing Tua. But we're not getting that with the, with the good weather. And now, now in, the, in the Buffalo game, the snow, as I understand, it might stop before that. But the winds are going to be mid-20s, and that makes it hard to throw. Yeah, windy conditions is always a thing to know for passing attacks, for how many offensive points we are going to see, and then, of course, how it pertains to the over-under and those totals on Super Wild Card Weekend. Our NFL insider here on the Sports Grid Network, Adam Kaplan, getting you set for this opening weekend of the playoffs and the coaching carousel that has now started to spin around the NFL. Cap, as always, we appreciate the time. Have a wonderful weekend.
You too, guys. Thank you. We look forward to this super wild card weekend around the National Football League. So many intriguing games out of the six playoff matchups we have to start off the postseason. Which one are you most interested in? We will hear from the public to end out this second hour on the early line up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. Ending out our number two of this playoff football Friday, live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. It's Ben, it's Donnie, and of course, when we get to the postseason, you need the SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Scan the QR code right there on your screen. You want to be ready for the playoffs? You need all the information and insight available in the Grids app. It is super wild card weekend. Two games tomorrow, three on Sunday, a Monday night football finale, six to, in total, four to choose from in Fade the Public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, which wild card game and super wild card weekend is the most intriguing? Do not get mad at us. We did not include the Monday night football game nor the game that has a double-digit spread, the Bills and the Steelers Twitter X, whatever you call it, only allows four options in a poll. But the public still answering in a big way. Is it the first game up on Saturday, the Browns and the Texans? Is it the Saturday nightcap in a frigid arrowhead, the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Is it a rematch of NFC rivals in the postseason, the Cowboys and the Packers, or the reunion on Sunday night in Detroit, the Lions and the Rams? Who could really fault the public, Donnie? Most people going with Matthew Stafford making his return Turn to the Motor City, the first playoff game in Detroit in 30 years, and Jared Goff against his former head man in Sean McVay. 46% of the vote, Rams and Lions. Yeah, they're wrong on that one. So we are going to fade the public oh. today in this instance. So we, we're we most excited about seeing a dome game. We have like apocalyptic temperatures out in Kansas City oh, with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid going in with Mike McDaniel here. Are you absolutely kidding me, public? I think this poll was rigged here. And by the way, I would have just put the Rams-Lions game not even in there. I would have just hit other as maybe that was one of the opportunities you could have the vote. It's Dolphins and Chiefs, people. What is wrong with you people out here? 
second most of the votes. We'll talk about it when hour three starts in less than a minute. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 